Welcome to episode number 8 of Sean's Sports Show. We are going to start off with breaking news coming out of the NCAA College Basketball Tournament. Udoka Azubuike is hopefully available for Saturday after his knee injury. The Kansas Jayhawks head coach Bill Self is hopeful that Azubuike will be able to play after he was limited to three minutes in Thursday's 76-60 win over Penn. Quote, we only had five to six minutes with Doak. That's the max we could have. So using three the first half, if you watched him, he didn't move very well. And we would have put him in the second if we would have needed to, but foul situations didn't dictate that. So we decided to go ahead and hopefully we can get him at 80%, 85% tomorrow for full practice and then have him available to us on Saturday. Azubuike set out the entire Big 12 tournament last week with a strained knee ligament. The Jayhawks earned a number a number one seed in the NCAA tournament with a 27-7 record and then winning the Big 12 tournament. Azubuike leads Kansas with 7.1 rebounds per game and a 77.4 field goal percentage. His 13.7 points per game also ranks third on the team. So hopefully he comes back uh, to Kansas. Now staying here. Uh, in college basketball, Tom Crean agrees to a six-year contract to become the new Georgia head coach. Uh, he served as an ESPN analyst during the 2017-18 college basketball season. Uh, he's Mike Mike uh, DeCourcy of Sporting News said of Crean that he's expected to draw interest from a number of major conference schools with job openings. Uh, one look at Korean's resume underscores why multiple schools were actually interested in hiring him after he had a 356 and 231 record at two previous schools. He guided Marquette for nine seasons from 1999 to 2008 and led the Marquette Golden Eagles to five tournament appearances. Uh, so in my opinion, this is a good move for Georgia and a good move for Tom Green to get back as a coach uh, in Division One college basketball. Um... DeAndre Ayton from Arizona declares for the 2018 NBA draft after a shocking loss to Buffalo in the first round of the tournament. He was dominant during his freshman season, averaging 20.3 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 1.9 blocks per game, according to Sports Reference. He finished the year ranked second in school history, in second in the country um, in total win shares with 5.4. He was named Pac-12 Player of the Year as well as Freshman of the Year, also earning a spot on the conference's all-defensive team. Uh, while the 7'1", 250-pound big man was a force inside, he also showcased his versatility with a face-up game and a jump shot. According to HoopMath.com, only 48.2% of his shots were at the rim, and he knocked down 43.8% of his two-point jump shots and 364 of his shots from beyond the arc. Uh, the, this whole His whole skill set is why he's the ranked the number two prospect in the class, behind only Slovenian prospect Luka Doncic, according to Bleacher Report. There are questions marks about Aiden's defense and consistency, in my opinion, but he fits perfectly in the current NBA, which features talented centers who can score inside and out. With his size and ability to move, he has much upside as anyone in the class and could make an immediate impact regardless of what team picks him. Now switching gears to the NBA. Uh, LeBron James says Kevin Love's absence has been, quote, challenging for all of us. After Thursday's 113-105 loss to the Trailblazers, uh, LeBron discussed Kevin Love's importance per ESPN.com's Dave McMenamin. LeBron talked about how challenging it has been to play without Kevin Love. Quote, it's been a long time since I haven't played with another all-star on my team, 
So having Kev out has been very challenging for all of us. Kev has a big usage rate on our team. He'll get the ball when things get tight, chaotic. We can throw it to him in the low post and get some things going. Love is nursing a fractured left hand, and the Cavs have gone just 10 and 10 during his absence. Um, in addition to Love, Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance Jr., and C.D. Osman missed Thursday's game due to injuries, while Rodney Hood was limited to 19 minutes with a back injury. Uh, James noted that it wasn't just Love who was out. It's not just Kev. We've, we've, we're missing double T as well. Rodney went back out again, so obviously you don't want to win every game, but my approach doesn't change. It has always been stayed the same, just continued to attack, attack defenses, and if I try to do the ball, give my guys opportunities, rebound the ball, defend, there's a lot of energy that's used with that, but that's fine as well. LeBron had another great performance with 35 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, 3 blocks, and 2 steals, but no other Cavs player had 20 points. It's a tough loss for the Cavs, and they just got to do, keep doing what they're doing and just hope for wins. Marcus Smart hopes to return for the playoffs after surgery on his thumb. Uh, he suffered a tendon injury in his right thumb during Sunday's loss to the Pacers while diving for a loose ball. Uh, he missed Wednesday's game with the injury and had returned for eight contests after missing the previous 11 games due to a right-hand injury suffered while punching a picture frame. In 54 games on the year, mostly off the bench, he's averaging 10.2 points, 4.8 assists, 3.5 rebounds, and 1.3 steals. Uh, so this he's a key player for Boston, especially on defense. Now switching gears back to college basketball, as I said earlier, um, DeAndre Ayton and Arizona suffered a blowout loss to Buffalo in the opening round of the tournament. Yeah, it was it was an 89-68 win for Buffalo. Uh, it was a disappointing effort from DeAndre Ayton, uh, who's expected to be the, a top NBA draft pick. Sean Miller's team was disjointed on offense and allowed the, the Buffalo Bulls to shoot 54.8% from the field, from the floor. Uh, Arizona had a little too much Alonzo Trier in the mix. Uh, he was not shy about shooting the ball, even if he was inefficient from the field, shooting 4-15 and including 0-5 for 5 from three-point range. It was a terrible loss for Arizona. They kind of choked, in my opinion. Now switching gears back to the NBA. Um, Adam Silver says NBA is not ready for the 1-16 through 16 playoff seeding. Um, quote, we're serious about looking at it, he said. We're far from a place where there's a solution. Of course, it makes sense to see teams 1 through 16 in the league, but we have two conferences that are geographically apart. Silver added that the NBA would need to create a new schedule to level the playing field for all 30 teams. He also expressed con concern about a, a hypothetical cross-country matchup, such as the Portland Trailblazers against the Miami Heat early in the playoffs. To quote, to crisscross the country, it adds enormous fatigue to the players and it would cut down on quality of the competition and also potentially lead to more injuries, Silver said. At the All-Star Game in February, the fifth-year commission... Commissioner told reporters the league was working to find a playoff format, quote, where, you, where your, your two best teams are ultimately going to meet in the finals. The, the Rockets and Warriors, who both are in the Western Conference, own the NBA's two best records. Cleveland Cavaliers superstar LeBron James disagreed with the 1-16 through plan after Silver's comments in February, saying it, quote, changes the landscape of the history of the game. Quote, it's cool to mess around with the All-Star game. We proved you can do that, James told reporters, but let's not get too crazy about the playoffs. So this is uh, interesting developments. Uh, uh, Vontae's perfect. The NFL. Switching gears to the NFL. Vontae's perfect is reportedly facing a four-game suspension for PED use. He needs to. He's going to lose 1.68 million if the suspension is upheld. The 27-year-old LA native missed the first three games of the 2016 season for repeated violations of safety-related uh, playing rules. 
He then received a five-game ban for a hit on Kansas City Chiefs fullback Anthony Sherman during the 2017 preseason. He was later reduced to three games. Burfecht finished last season with 69 combined tackles and 1.5 sacks in 10 appearances for the Bengals. Pro Football Focus graded him as the league's number 12 linebacker. Cincinnati, which already needed to upgrade elsewhere at the linebacker position before word of the suspension, will now need to focus even more on the position in free agency and the NFL draft. It's just my own opinion. Um, so now I, I'm going to talk about the, all the LA sports teams real quick. So last night, the LA Kings beat the Detroit Red Wings by a score of 4-1 to one at home. Um, it was it was a close game with the Kings up 1-0 going into third. Into the third, then they got a couple quick goals in the third to be up uh, 3-1, and then they capped it off with an empty netter close to the end of the game to make it 4-1. So now looking at the Pacific Division standings, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are firmly on top with uh, 95 points. Then 10 points behind them are the San Jose Sharks with 85 points. Then 11 points behind Vegas and one point behind San Jose are the LA Kings with 80, 84 points. Then two, point, two points behind the Kings for third are the Anaheim Ducks with 82. And four points behind the Kings for third and two points behind the Ducks for fourth are the Calgary Flames with 80 points. Uh, in terms of, in, in the last 10, the Knights are 5-4-1. The Sharks are 5-4-1. The Kings are 6-3-1. And, and the Ducks and Flames are 5-4-1. Um, in terms of the, their streaks, the, the Knights have lost one. The, the Sharks have won two straight. And the Kings, Ducks, and Flames have all won one, sh uh, one game. Um, uh, so the uh, yeah, so so it's a good um, win for the Kings. Now talking about the L.A. Lakers. Uh, they lost their last game versus the Golden State Warriors. And they, it was a game they should have won considering that Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green were all injured. But now the, the Lakers have a new game today. They're 11th in the West. They need to win almost all of their games to have a chance at the playoffs this year. But again, I wouldn't be disappointed if they don't make it. So tonight they play the Miami Heat at Staples Center in LA at 7.30 p.m. The game's going to be on the Lakers' local Spectrum Sportsnet channel as well as NBA TV. Uh, so the Dodgers uh, play today at 1.10 p.m. in Arizona against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, so that's that. The Angels, they play in L.A. in Anaheim against the Colorado Rockies at 1.10 p.m. Uh, I've already said this, but I'll say it again. LA Galaxy, LA Galaxy's next game is Saturday, March 24th at 7 p.m. against the Vancouver Whitecaps. In Stop Up Center at Carson, California. LAFC's next game, the Los Angeles Football Club, is March 31st against the LA Galaxy at 12 p.m. I believe that game is, I, I believe the LAFC are the home team for that game. Um, so now the LA Rams. The LA Rams reportedly tried to sign Cincinnati Bengals tight end Tyler Eifert. Uh, Tavon Austin reportedly uh, agreed to restructure his contract to stay with the Rams. Uh, he was selected 8th overall in the 2013 draft, and he signed 
$42 million extension before the 2016 se- season, a deal that stunned many NFL fans. Last season, Austin e- earned nearly $15 million in salary and roster bonuses, but he lost his job as the punt returner and was utilized mostly as a decoy in, uh, in first-year coach Sean McVay's offense as the Rams won the NFC West. He was set to earn, earn $8 million in salary and roster bonuses this season, according to OverTheCap.com. The cost was high for a player seemingly without a role on the team seeking to clear salary cap space. He agreed to be paid $5 million with the possibility to earn $3 million through incentives and drop the final three years uh, and drop the final three years of the deal. Um, he has 194 career receptions with 12 touchdowns. He rushed for nine touchdowns and returned three punts for touchdowns. So, yeah. And now, talking about the LA Chargers. Uh, they reportedly met with quarterback ba- Baker Mayfield before his Oklahoma Pro Day. Uh, they also signed former Broncos tight end Virgil Green to a three-year deal. So that's that. Um, now we're going to be transitioning into and uh, switching gears into boxing. Uh, there's going to be a good boxing card this. Uh, there's a couple of good boxing cards this weekend. So one of them is. Uh, one of them is on ESPN. So, so the fights. Um, uh, one second. So, Alexander Gvozdik from Ukraine, who has a record of fourteen and zero with twelve knockouts. Who's a U- Ukrainian Olymp- Olympic bronze medalist in 2012? Will fight. Uh, um, just give me one second here, guys. Okay, there we go. So in the main event, Jose Ramirez is going to fight Amir Mom. It's a 12-round fight for the vacant WBC Junior Welterweight title. Uh, the winner will have to defend the belt against. Uh, num- the interim champion and number one contender Riggy Progre who just beat Julius Ndongo in their last fight then on the undercard uh, Alexander Gvozdik is going to fight Mehdi Amar in a 12 round fight for the vacant WBC, WBC interim light heavyweight title and in a special attraction Michael Conlon is going to fight David Berna in an 8 round featherweight fight then also Felix Verdejo will fight Antonio Lozada Jr. in a 10 round lightweight bout Christopher Diaz is going to fight Braulio Rodriguez in a 10-round junior lightweight fight. And Jose Pedraza is going to fight Jose Luis Rodriguez in an 8-round lightweight fight. So those are the fights. So it's going to be a good fight. It's going to be this uh, Saturday on ESPN. Also, um, there's going to be a fight on HBO this weekend. Dylan White is going to be fighting. He's a heavyweight boxer. The television rights were picked up by HBO, so the 12-round heavyweight fight features Britain's Dylan White, who's 22-1 with 16 knockouts, against Lucas Brown, who's 25-0 with 22 knockouts of Australia. Um, Dylan White's only loss has been to um, champion Anthony Joshua, who's trying to become a unif- the unified heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, so it's cool that HBO picked up the rights, so you can watch the fight on HBO. Um, so that's, that's that. Um, 
Now covering the results from yesterday and today, the BNP Paribas Open for Indian Wells. Uh, so Thursday, March 15th, yesterday, the number one seed and favorite to win, to repeat as champion, Roger Federer, beat um, upcoming superstar Hyun Chung, the 23 seed out of South Korea, by a score of 7-5-6-1. Close first set, but Federer pulled away in the second. Then then the surprise of the tournament, Bora Choric, shocked num number seven seed Kevin Anderson in three sets by a score of 2-6, 6-4, 7-6. Uh, it was 7-3 in the third set tiebreaker. Uh, so George is going to play Roger Federer tomorrow on Saturday. And on the women's side, um, yesterday, number 8 seed American Venus Williams, sister of Serena Williams, beat the 27 seed Carlos Suarez Navarro from Spain by a score of 6-3, 6-2. And the num number 20 seed Casetkina. Uh, Beat the number 10 seed, Angelique Kerber from Germany, by a score of 6-0, 6-2. Absolute domination. Uh, and today, uh, on the men's side, um, 18 seed American Sam Query and 32 seed Milos Raonic are currently playing at the moment, at the time of this recording. Milos Raonic won the first set 7-5. After being down 5-3, he came back. and But Sam Query has a 4-2 lead in the second set. And then at 2 p.m., 6 seed from Argentina, Juan Martín del Potro. Plays the 31 seed from Germany, Philip Kohlschreiber. Philip Kohlschreiber shocked the world with a victory, with a 6-4, 6-4 victory over the number two seed, Marine Cilic, earlier in the tournament. And on the women's side, American Venus Williams plays Russian uh, Kasatkin at 7 p.m. And then the number one seed on the women's side, Simona Halep, plays unseeded um, future superstar Naomi Osaka. Then on the men, men's doubles at 3 p.m., John Isner and Jack Sock play Marok and Pavic, who are number, the three seeds in doubles. That's at 3 p.m. Um, Isner and Sok uh, beat the eight seeds a couple of days ago, so they can easily upset again. And Zabalos out of Germany, out of, excuse me, out of Argentina, and Pablo Cuevas from Uruguay play the world-famous Brian brothers, who are the seven seeds, at 3.20 p.m. And on the women's side, um, yesterday... Elena Visnina and Ekaterina Makarova beat Babos and Karina Mladanovic 6-4, 6-2. And Barbara Stritsova and Sunxay Wei beat Dabrowski and Drew from Canada by a score of 7-6, 6-3. So in the finals of the women's doubles draw, Visnina and Makarova, the number one seeds, play Xay and Stritsova, the six seeds, tomorrow at 10 a.m. That's for the women's doubles title. So those are the latest results and upcoming schedule for the uh, 2018 BNP Paribas Open. The next big tournament is the Miami Open. Most of the top players play it. Uh, it actually starts, the qualifiers start in a couple days. So that should be interesting. Um, so that's that. Um, so that's um, interesting. Um, another 13 seed advances as Marshall shocks Wichita State in the tournament. Marshall has won an NCAA tournament game for the first time in program history. It was an 81 to 75 upset of fourth seed Wichita State. Um, it's just the fourth time ever that two number 13 seeds have won their first round games. Uh, after Buffalo dismantled Arizona with the 89 to 68 Thursday night win. Uh, now this happens. 
Marshall is coached, is coached by Dan D'Antoni, the older brother of Houston Rockets head coach Mike D'Antoni. Uh, so Marshall is going to play the winner of West Virginia versus Murray State on Sunday for a chance to reach the Sweet 16. The fifth seed Mountain, if the fifth seed Mountaineers take care of business, it would set up the first ever matchup between teams from the state of West Virginia in the NCAA tournament. So this is an absolutely crazy upset. Um, so, yeah, this is a pretty crazy here now switching gears to Premier League Soccer Manchester United defender Marcus Rojo signs a new contract uh, he signed until 2021 with the option of another season he made 105 appearances since arriving from Sporting Lisbon in a 16 million dollar deal in 2014 quote since I joined Manchester United it has been everything I thought it would be and more he said I am extremely happy to extend my stay at this great club when I joined, my aim was to help the team win trophies, and we have done that over the past couple of seasons. Uh, quote, I'm working hard to get back on the pitch. I would like to thank the fans for their support and the manager for the confidence and help he has given me both on and off the pitch. Rojas has not played since the 2-0 win over Huddersfield on February 3rd, but manager Jose Mourinho is hopeful that he'll be back soon. He made 41 appearances last season, but he, has, but he was just res restricted to 10 this season. Uh, Marcos has gone from strength to strength over the past couple of seasons and has always shown great professionalism, Mourinho said. Although his injury has kept him sidelined over the past few weeks, Marcos is working hard to return to full fitness. He is always ready to put his body on the line for this club, and I'm delighted he has signed a new contract. That's what Jose Mourinho said of this new deal. Uh, so staying in Premier League Soccer. Zlatan Ibrahimovic of, of United says he is hopeful for playing to play for Manchester United, but he insists he will not return until he is, quote, ready to perform. Quote, I just want to get to the point where I can perform as I haven't been able to take part so much during the season. When I'm ready to perform, it's all about that. Um, so, the, Ibrahimovic has been linked to a move to the LA Galaxy of the Major League Soccer, MLS, in the United States, but he is not confirmed anything yet um, Francisco Vargas is gonna f is gonna fight this is boxing by the way is gonna face Rod Salka on April 12th the scheduled 10 round fight will headline a golden boy boxing on ESPN card at the Fantasy Springs Resort Casino in Indio California golden boy promotions announced Quote, I want to become world champion again, Vargas said. As always, I'm working with discipline. I'll deliver a great performance, and Rod Salka will not stop me from doing that. Vargas had a series of memorable fights, and a win over Salka could position him for another title opportunity. So this, is, this should be interesting. Um, so... That's that. Now staying in boxing, Gennady Golovkin and trainer Abel Sanchez are reportedly disappointed by Canelo Alvarez's team. Quote, my first reaction was, really, are you serious? I know he's a good boxer, you know. I believe he doesn't need medical or drugs like that. Golovkin said about Alvarez's positive test. Right now, test positive. It's terrible for the sport. I respect my sport. I love clean sport. For me, this is not laboratory. It's natural stuff. If you don't believe in natural stuff, you use medicals. Now he tests positive. It's crazy. Sanchez said his, his reaction was disappointment. 
Quote, GGD was, GGG was disappointed more in his team than Canelo, but Canelo also, Sanchez said, it was disappointment because you're putting a big anticipated event like this in jeopardy by being careless. Um, so this is uh, interesting as well. I, Triple G and his trainer are definitely, uh, definitely right to be disappointed in Canelo Alvarez's team. Uh, so that's, can't blame them for that. So it's kind of a slow day today. So uh, we had a pretty long episode yesterday because we, uh, because I covered material from two days because I didn't record an episode the day before yesterday. So that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate all the listeners and supporters. So, so this episode as well as episodes 1, uh, 2, 4, 5, 6, and 7 are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and, and um, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Pocket Cast. We're working to get them on Stitcher and Spotify, YouTube, and Google Play Music. So stay tuned for that. Um, if you're interested in appearing on the show, uh, either the comment or dm the official instagram of the podcast and all feedback is appreciated whether it is positive or negative thank you for listening we are